Slice Audio. Here we are, another episode of Citizens Arrest. Citizens Arrest! <laughs> there it is. The moment we all wait for. We have Brendan De- Brendan Medina in Studio 4B with us today, and you brought a substitute. I did, yeah. So Kelvin couldn't make it today, so I, um, you know, my my friend Ryan and I have been talking about, you know, wanting to get him involved in, in some of these uh, on-air uh, opportunities. And so this uh, this one lined up uh, well enough, and so here he is. And so he's also uh, one of the folks involved with uh, uh, something that we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, and that is, you know, our very focused, targeted efforts there uh, in the Maple Avenue area and the Knollwood area. And so uh, Sergeant Phillips can uh, uh, talk to you all about that. He's actually in charge of the supervision of all the officers that are operating out of the North substation. So he'll have a lot of good insight to talk about there. I'll have you know, I went to a training last week in Pier, and on the way home, when it wasn't iced roads, I binge listened to Citizens Arrest. Oh, there we go. right on. There you you go. doing research. <laughs> there you go. I was doing research. Doing research. Know your enemy. There you so go. you can tell that we're all 100% serious here. <laughs> 100%. And he still decided to join me today. That's right. And I thought, I thought, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was uh, Lieutenant Mosier that did the citizens arrest Usually, yes. cat call yeah. or scream. So do you want to fill in for him? You know, I, I tell you what, I, there's a respiratory thing. It would yeah. sound gargled. <laughs> yeah, okay. it'd be, it'd well, be you'd sound and just like him then. There yeah. you go. <laughs> nice. Cool. Nice. And that pounding, if anybody can hear that, that is the dentist office ahead above us. So brush your teeth, kids. All yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's a cavity right there. It's mm-hmm. root canal day. Yeah. yeah. You won't mess around nice. with that. But, yeah. Lots of pounding. They must have that nitrous turned way up on those guys. No screaming. Yeah. Be a sore jaw. But, so your efforts up in that area, what all does that entail? What all do you get to do? I mean, you're you're bringing kids in to the office and working with them and stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a, a really neat approach that we've started up there. Now, we're in an area that the... Uh, it's called the woods. That's what the neighbor the neighborhood calls it is the woods because it's surfwood, maple wood. The streets are just oh, yeah. named woods. Oh, yeah. So they called it the woods. And uh, I guess it's a slang term. But uh, there's three there's three major uh, apartments up there that are kind of HUD housing and some some other stuff up there that have um, you know, the area's really been kind of a spike on crime lately that's been noticeable to us. Uh, so we've got uh, and we have a substation up there, and if anybody remembers where the old Chuck E. Cheese was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's kind of in that building. We're in the kind of southwest corner of that. <clears throat> Sorry, I've had this respiratory thing. Um, but uh, we've got a guy named Tyler Reed, and Tyler Reed does all of our, I'd say he's kind of our daytime element. Tyler gets in there, and he does everything with kids and the community, and he is our community outreach specialist. Is that Tyler's? Official term? Uh, what do we call it? Yeah, yeah. Community, yeah. I think, engagement. Community specialist. engagement. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tyler, if you're listening. <laughs> Way to go, uh, T. Reed. Right. Oh, he, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. Um, but he really gets with uh, that neighborhood and, and makes those connections uh, for us and then with other officers that do that. And then uh, we have a crew. Uh, this, it's, it's one of the best. I'm really am privileged. It's one of the best crews of officers that I've, I've been around to supervise. Um, it's our street crimes unit, and then our canine team is is now up there out of that substation. And it is a nice. really a group of awesome officers, some of the That's best so we've got. Cool. 
And uh, we really take a proactive approach to just making sure it's as safe as can be. And we just lock that. We just focus all of our efforts on that one small area. We talk to everybody. Uh, we There's a lot of traffic stops, a lot of contacts going on. And we're out on foot patrols. Uh, you'll see a lot of the guys, they'll, they'll get the dogs out and then, you know, just kind of walk the dogs around and do stuff. We get a lot of, um, yeah, we get a lot of uh, criminal engagements, I guess, uh, just because of the nature of what we knew was up there. But now it's really nice because we're starting to tip that and we're starting to see a lot of positive engagements now where neighbors are just coming out to talk to us. That's sweet because yeah. that's really what it's about. It really you know? is. That's and that's good. that's what we wanted to turn it to. And it's been just uh, – it's been really fun to watch. We've still got a, a lot more work to do up there. But it's we're starting to see um, – we're starting to see the teeter-totter go the other way. And it's really awesome. And that neighborhood is really starting to get empowered and take their – kind of take their neighborhood back mm-hmm. it's kind yeah. of a neat hallmark movie it's really cool <laughs> look at him when he talks about it you can yeah. tell he's passionate about yeah, it yeah it's really awesome <laughs> how long have you been a an officer uh, i've been i've been with uh rapid for 15 years now yeah yeah and i've done I'm, i remember you when i worked at detox you do at detox oh, and no. I think you somewhere remembers me yeah i dropped a lot of people off there i used to work yeah. uh that um that area up there but yeah, yeah it's been 15 pretty good years yeah. there yeah, yeah it's been, I think I worked there probably 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The old detox, the one yeah, up on, the, uh, the, on, the on the cross, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was good times. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Amy, you got a good story. Yes, I have an incident that I was actually involved in while my son was. Him and his friend were at this swim center, okay? And they came across, well, there was an incident with this man and it turned out that he was a registered sex offender and he attempted something on my friend's or my son's friend and my question is how was he able to be in that facility and also like what happened to him i never heard anything about what happened and i'm wondering if you have any insight on that so uh, to get into specifics on that one, I would probably have to know like the the date, the time, the you know if uh, if it got called in, uh, all that. But um, the reality is is that uh, um, a if if something was attempted, it should have been called in. Um, uh, if it wasn't, uh, and uh, the friends family feels compelled to they are more than welcome to call it in uh, and let us know and we can start looking into it yeah it was called in okay um so one of the other things that you have to consider is there's a there's a number of, of factors that go into labeling somebody a sex offender obviously they've been convicted of a, a sex offense and there's a, a whole litany of, of things that they have to abide by but there are also uh, misperceptions about you know, what they can and can't do. And that's more dictated by the conditions of their sentence and the elements of their parole or probation. And so, um, you know, you look at uh, a sex offender, well, the reality is is that they have rights to, um, you know, they, uh, they can't live within a certain distance of schools or parks, um, but, you know, they still get to live a, a normal as normal of a life as, as they can as defined by the law, which means that they are allowed to go to the supermarket and 
you know, their kids go to the supermarket too. Right. Uh, they're allowed to go to Walmart. They're allowed to go to areas of uh, uh, recreation. They just can't live by them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it would for this specific circumstance. You, you would, I would a have to look up and see after it was reported what what was actually able to be done, um, and you know what what the specific uh, um, elements of their probation were. Okay, <clears throat> and I'm just wondering because there's so many out there. If you if you look them up, what are some things that parents can do? To protect their kids because I know that my son's friend will probably never forget. What can you do to protect your kids? Well, you want to take that one? Because yeah. I, we've got to be around them all the time yeah. and you don't know. That That is, you know, I, I tell you, so my just a little background on me. So my wife also worked with the PD for 15 years and uh, we've got two younger kids, um, a kindergartner and a third grader. And so we, like now your parents and we've it's it's tough because uh, being in law enforcement and seeing stuff like what you're talking about and then becoming a parent is like oh, and then you see your kids that are like like we've got one of our kids is just like they just love everybody man she's yeah just, she's, she's she's like whatever she's confident and mm-hmm. and you're just like oh you ask her questions she's like what do you do if somebody drives up and you know we play that question game with them all the time my wife worked in sex crimes for a long time. So I tell you, the best thing you can do is educate your kids. Uh, first off, like create an environment where like secrets are no good in your house. Don't have any secrets. That way they know, um, not, not punish them for them, but you got to create like a positive environment where they really want to talk to you about everything. Okay. And then um, you just educate. You play the what if game. We play the what if game a lot with our kids. Like what, what, what would you do if... Someone pulled up in a van with no windows and and gave you a bunch of candy. And, you know, they might, as young as they are, they might get that wrong for the first times. But then... Take the candy and that, run. Right, exactly. <laughs> take the Right. First off, you get in the... You know, they start out like, I take the candy and get in the van. Then we go home. And then they take the candy and run, you know. And then... and then by, But by the time you're done getting with your kids and playing these what-if games, they know. They're, they're kind of conditioning and teaching your kids. It's a, it's a go-the-other-way situation. Yeah. If anybody makes you feel uncomfortable, where are your, what are private areas that are not good to touch? And you start this very young, right? Because the older they get, um, I mean, my kids aren't teenagers, but I was one and we deal with a lot of teenagers. I mean, it's, it's very, the communication becomes difficult once they know everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I say, I say that starts at home and really, you know, it's unfortunate, but when we see our kids that become victims of this and things like that, it really is a lot of times unfortunate that they haven't had the training at home or as a lot of parental contact with them, positive parental contact to help them prepare them for those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, now, beyond that, if something happens, sometimes bad stuff happens. I mean, I mean, you report it, you just try to prepare your kids as best you can. It's a it's tough. It's such a scary world out there. Yeah. I hear you. I'm a helicopter parent as, as yeah. it is, and now I'm like 10 times more. I'm so sorry, but yeah, I mean, it's so hard not to do that with our kids. Uh, but I just say just the more contact with your kids you have, I think we all know this. I mean, the better off they're going to be, yeah. the more positive contact they have. And you just you just play with them, have those games. You know, you sit there and 
the what if game's awesome. Yeah. I mean, well, it really what does to help. Do in this situation. Exactly. So the kid don't freeze up. They know yeah, exactly. I need to go find somebody or whatever. Exactly. I will, I will tell you, you know, you've got two sides of the spectrum here. You've got the helicopter parents and you've got the non-helicopter uh, parents that are never around or involved in their kid's life. And I can tell you which spectrum of, of outcomes that we're involved in the most. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be yeah. the kids mm-hmm. who par- whose parents were, were not involved in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is true. The, the helicopter parents, the worst we see is a little bit of rebellious nature later on. <laughs> yeah. Just know that's the teenage years, right? Oh, boy. And like, oh, stretching my, yeah, okay. But, uh, but I think, you know, you kind of lessen that up and you just try to, just try to be as supportive as you can. And it really is hard. It's like... Uh, I mean, leadership is leadership, and part of that is, like, trusting your people, right? When it comes to your kids, though, you're like, oh, God, you know, it's make a good decision. Yeah. Please go out there and make good decisions. My, my kid is one of those kids that will go up and talk to anyone. Yes, so yes. You have to be careful. Yeah, I know. I know. And But you also don't want to take away that friendliness the of them as a person. Yes. Right. You don't want to scare them from talking to everybody that's out there because you know when that manifest later on in life that's a good trait to have we love friendly people you know and you don't want to scare them and think the world's so evil that you can't yeah. say hello or be nice to anybody you know <laughs> parenting is so confusing it is it, it is. is yeah <laughs> learn as you go Agreed. well thank you for your input on yeah. that that's actually really helpful to yeah, me yeah absolutely we yeah. had a oh, sorry oh go ahead we we also had recently didn't we have a, a shooting recently or can we touch on that at all yeah so um sunday evening uh shortly before 11 o'clock we got called to a uh, uh residence over in the 700 block of north 7th street uh for a report of a uh, adult male who had been shot and so once we got there uh we located the specific apartment that uh that was in question made our entry and located a single adult male, um, obviously deceased from a gunshot wound. And uh, there's nobody else around in the apartment. And so we start looking into it and realize that this is looking more and more suspicious uh, and it becomes a homicide investigation. And so through the course of uh, the next 24 hours and into uh, today, uh, we have detectives that have been working nonstop uh, to locate uh, folks who may have been involved, conduct interviews to follow up on leads, to uh, tracking down. We had uh, we had put out yesterday that we had two persons of interest that we were still looking for. Mm-hmm. We've narrowed that down to one that we are still looking for. And uh, so uh, we've got their picture up on our social media page. Uh, so if, if, uh, if you know uh, that person's whereabouts or have any sort of information about the shooting incident, uh, we'd be very interested to talk to you. Sweet. How do they get a hold of you? What's the number, just in case they're listening? Yeah, so uh, they can call. In this particular case, uh, it's uh, Detective Justin Gizzy who's mm-hmm. uh, leading the case. Uh, he can be reached at our <coughs> Criminal Investigations Division, which is 605-394-4134. And then uh, if you want to leverage our anonymous tip line, you can also do that. All you have to do is text the letters RCPD and whatever information that you want to provide to 847 Wow. 
Are you okay over there? I'm okay. I'm telling That's you. Good. Have you had this respiratory thing yet? No. It's going around. I'm okay without it. Right. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. That's why I'm in my coffin in my vest. I'm like, don't give it to these nice <laughs> people over here. Yeah. What are the things you have going on? Well, we, uh, we're getting ready for the Thanksgiving holiday. What are you guys thankful for? I'm thankful for a citizen's arrest. I am, too. Oh, wow. I'm thankful for having good relationships with cops. <laughs> you know, as opposed to the opposite. As far as, it helps, it help, it as, helps far us, as you yeah, know. Helps, identi- <laughs> helps identification on those family family brawls. Yeah, yeah. But you know me. You know me. It's, hey, it wasn't me. Yeah, right? He said the turkey was dry. <laughs> what are you thankful for, Summer? Summer Stones. All of it. All of it. I'm glad you guys are here helping out the community. Uh, I love hearing your stories. Thank great. you very much. We're we're happy to be here. And, you know, one of the things that I consistently tell people that that uh, we at the Rapid City Police Department are thankful for is uh, being able to go to serve such a supportive community. Um, you know, you look at other agencies in other parts of the country uh, who would be who would feel blessed to have, you know, even a fraction of the support and the love that we get on a regular basis. So we definitely don't take that for granted. Uh, we know uh, that, uh, you know, that takes work and that takes, you know, efforts of being uh, professional in everything that we do when we work out in the community. It takes going above and beyond to do segments like this. And thank you for the opportunity to consistently do that. And so we'll, we're in it for the long haul and we'll keep doing it as long as, uh, as, long as we can. Yeah, I'm also thankful to have such a strong police force around here. Mm-hmm. You guys are great. <clears throat> we work out. And we do have some <laughs> of the best looking officers, <laughs> male and female. Like, we do have some, man, there's some cops I drive by. I'm like, I speed it up a little bit. I'm like, pull me over. We, we also appreciate that. Yeah, Brandon's got some man crushes. Oh, well, they're, they're, it's the girl cops. There's a sheriff out in the valley. I'm like, she could pull me over. Like, Cuff me up. <laughs> Uh, she never awesome. pulls me over. You know, I think she's on to me. She's probably listening uh, to the podcast. She's like, not today, Brandon. Not today. <laughs> or, or she calls in another unit to do it. Yeah, it's some ugly dude. <laughs> no. What are you thankful for over there? You know, you couldn't. Brandon does a pretty good job of, man, that was like Captain America speech over <laughs> Did there. Did he steal all yeah. your answers? Does you hate that? Golly. <laughs> Tough to follow that up. I'd say the same thing. I, I'm, I'm really thankful for... You know, I've got, uh, you know, a really good place to, to be, to work, and uh, some really, a really good team right now. Family-wise, I've got, uh, you know, my parents are still around, yep. which is awesome. They, they moved up here, and, um, you know, right now we're just thankful for just another year. Awesome. It's good. Question from the public. Lots of car thefts and burglaries around this time of year. What can citizens do to keep their stuff safe oh great question first off if you have a firearm we'd like to we'd like to tell you to secure your firearms uh anywhere other than anywhere other than a car that seems to be you know when we're on car thefts right now uh, i don't know why people do that i mean it's uh they just really uh like to if you leave a firearm visible or anything like that secured unsecured they will take it so those are very valuable and very harmful to the public. So secure those or just take it inside with you, you know, whatever. Now the holiday stuff. Um, I tell you this, if you've got gift wrap presents or anything like that, don't, don't leave them again, anything in plain view. If somebody sees like a bunch of presents and stuff laying back there, they're like, obviously that's the goods. It's not a pile. It's not a pile of garbage back there, you know? 
and uh that's my playstation right exactly 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 so any of those high ticket items that we are buying like plate ps5s and I think BS, like, what else is new? What is new for Xbox? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah Brennan, expert? Just PlayStations and Xboxes PlayStation's in general. Xbox, yeah. If, if it costs yeah. several hundred dollars yeah. Uh, yeah. to purchase, yeah. definitely in your best interest right. to, to you know yeah. get that out of plain view. Yeah, like a tank of gas, several hundred dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, just hide that, hide that stuff. Don't, uh, don't leave it in plain view. Don't leave it back there in the cars. Always lock your vehicles. Do not, even though it's getting colder, do not, and I can't stress this enough, do not think that your car is safe if you just run into a gas station real quick to pay something and leave your car running or anything else. Um, we get a lot of those this time of year. Yeah. Um, really pay attention to that. Folks leave their car running as yeah. they go into the uh, convenience store yeah. and then they come out to find it gone. Yeah. Uh, if you do uh, have a remote start or do want to leave your car running, find a way to secure it while yeah. it is running so that only you can be the one to get back into it. For sure. Um, but that's the big ones. I usually see, yeah, if you're leaving your car unlocked with all your Christmas presents in the back and things like that, eh. You're, you're, I would call that high risk. Yeah. Porch pirates. Yeah. Oh, oh man, porch pirates. You know what, though? Like, with the ring door, like, I'd say ring. I'm not, you know, obviously, the, whatever the doorbell cams are yeah. now. Boy, that has really kind of stifled that just a little bit from when it first started. Yeah. It, because it there, be is so many pe- sure. there are so many people that have those now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandon and I came <clears throat> up with a solution for porch pirates. What's that? Trap People door. that have cats, mm. you that's where you put the cat litter. You, yeah, yeah oh. they use cat oh. litter, so you put it in, in a box. There you go. Yeah. Put it out I front. like that. Put yeah. it in an Amazon box and throw it on your porch. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really surprised, uh, and I saw this, and I think I'm thinking about doing this at our house. I'm really surprised that people have not uh, installed, like, the package slots or stuff yeah. to where it just goes into your garage or your house. Yeah. Like, that's really, uh, I saw that the other day. I'm like, oh, genius. That is, and it's just a, it's just a slot. Yeah, I've thought about giving like my garage code to like you know when they say special delivery instructions. Sure, not that the delivery driver reads those, right? But you could put your garage code (laughs) on there, you know, and right. I know a couple of the guys that deliver in my neighborhood, like actually know them, and I'm like, I'm okay if they know my garage code. Just slide that box in the garage and shut the door. Thank you. If you were in a situation and had a relationship like that, I think that's an awesome idea. As long as you trust the guy that you're giving it to, yeah. Yeah, because then you also there's the other hand where you don't know the delivery (laughs) driver either, but he is delivering your package, so yeah. You You bet. Yeah, there are a lot of good tips. Uh, for you know, essentially eliminating the opportunity of having that package sitting on your doorstep mm-hmm. for so long, you know, simple things like uh, if you've got a good relationship with your neighbor and they're mm-hmm. uh, home at the time of the delivery, see if they'll go grab it for you. Um, you can also check with your employer, see if they're cool with you getting your packages delivered there, so that way, you know, they're not sitting out there unattended. That's so. not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right, six-year-old question. What's your favorite flavored ice cream? Michael's is blue. Blue. Anything blue. Okay. Oh, That's cool. Uh, you know, I don't even know if it's a flavor. It might just be vanilla with uh, fun colors, but I always like the Superman ice cream. Superman ice cream? Where do mm-hmm. you get that? Um, child? What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> you should hear our you should hear our nerd conversations yeah. when we're not here. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure it's just vanilla ice cream that's uh, part yellow, part red, part blue. 
Okay. Yeah, it's fun though. Nice. I'll we'll have yeah. to find that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's Rocky Road. It, it, I'm being an yeah. adult. Where do here. you buy your Superman ice cream? Uh, I don't think I've found it around here outside of like, uh, I, I think some of the ice cream shops. Uh, I know that there's an ice cream shop in Keystone that has it. Okay. Got At you. the hero store. Duh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I thought I'd be original, but I am a Rocky Road fan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. As long as it's got peanut butter and chocolate for me. Nice. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Summer? Whatever you want to Rocky Road. Rocky yeah, there you Road. go. Wow, I, I, that's really yeah. gross, guys. Rocky Road. Yeah. Huh. I'm just a strawberry. Oh, I like really? strawberry. You know what, though? Yeah, that's, that's usually what I get every time. So good. So every, refreshing. Every time I go to the one downtown at Main Street Square, it's strawberry every yeah, time. they got some good strawberries. Oh, so good. My mom would get Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real good. All right. Yeah, good choice. Well, thank you guys for coming in. Be safe. Yeah. and. Um, if you guys want to race, let me know. I've got an 07 Subaru. I'll put that baby in sport mode and <laughs> see if you can catch me. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate the offer. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. while we were doing this episode, Brendan drew a picture of Officer Gobbles over yeah. here. Nice. He in traced honor his of hand. Gobbles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold that's it for, up for the class. That, that's for you guys. <laughs> oh, thank you. Let me hang it up. Yeah. Hold we'll, on. we'll frame Hold that on. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Can we color it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that looks great. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Officer Gobbles. Is but, Officer Gobbles a real turkey, or is that just We're still working on our uh, specific recruitment programs for turkeys. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah. If you have a question you'd like to hear a discussion on, send it to citizensarrest at homesliceaudio.com. Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.